know where it's heading. Here we go. With Rion. Okay, so we're talking to the CEO and founder, co-founder of the Mzansi Meat Company. And these guys are South African, proudly South African, and they are creating something in their labs down in Cape Town that is brand new, really weird for the rest of us. But I think at one at some point in the near future, we're all gonna be eating it. We're all gonna be doing it. They are growing meat in the lab. So it's really, really meat. Brett Thompson is on is back on the line. Hi Brett, welcome back. Yeah, yeah, good to be back. Thanks. Okay, so Brett, we have we have lots of questions from our listeners. <laughs> um, many, many questions. So Deervolt wants to know, would you be able to cultivate fish? Would you be able to cultivate fish? Good question. Yes. Um, interesting enough, and obviously, we, with the temperature, we just have to do it it's slightly lower. So our facilities will just have to be a bit cooler uh, before we can move to fish. So it's something that we will think about. Huh, okay. So essentially, if you buy meats in 2025, 2050, you are going to be buying it from Brett and his team at Mzansi Meat Company. Hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully sooner. I mean, as I said, we, we're, we're, we're aiming to get it out. Um, we want South Africans to at least be trying it in the next year or so. Um, maybe not buying it, but definitely trying it. And then going to their, hopefully their favorite restaurant soon after that and buying it. Um, getting it into a, a retail store, that might take a little bit longer. Um, and getting it, uh, you know, the price, as I said, as we spoke about earlier, is something that we want to be working out uh, constantly. Yeah. But uh, in the beginning, it our focus is going to be burgers and then looking at different species fish um, we've got a beautiful like a local fish uh, if you think about abalone rather and rock lobster and snook and yeah, yeah. Of, that are indigenous to our shores that we also want to uh, uh, check out and, and investigate oh, wow. but at the moment we definitely want to be focusing on our burgers for now Brett, this might be a silly question um, yeah. for you, but the shelf life of these burgers, you can freeze them the same, you, they store the same, or is it different? Yeah, I mean, look, first, there's no silly question. I'm, I'm surrounded by PhDs at my, at my office, so I'm always feeling stupid. So uh, I'm just used to it. But um, so I'm, I'm glad to answer any question that comes up. In terms of the shelf life, it's, it's the same. It, it, because it's the same constant, like constitution, it's the same sort of, it's muscle, it's fat, it's the same things um, that we're used to. Uh, it kept that, whatever it is, at a fridge, it'll have the same shelf life or a freezer, it would be as well. So um, we obviously keep all our samples in, in freezers and fridges here in, in, in Woodstock. So, you know, it, it, it really is exactly the same uh, in terms of what um, we are used to, um, but from, from a slightly different process. I have to ask, is this in competition to meat or as, mm. a, as an alternative to meat? Because in my head, I'm thinking, this sounds amazing, but then what do we do with all the cows that mm. are going to still be born? We can't just kind of let them go. You know, the cows, the sheep, all the things, we can't just let them go and, and let them be free. So And the farmers. And, and the farmers, farm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, it's a super good question. Um, and it's one that I was, I mean, you, you mentioned earlier, I've, I've been involved in animal advocacy for about 10, 15 years. So I've been tackling this question quite a lot in my entire career and uh, working in the sale of plant-based meats, for example. Um, so I've, I've been thinking about it a lot. Uh, in terms of what we are trying to do, we, Mzanzi Meats is a meat company. So we want to be seen as a meat company. So we want to work with, as we do, we actually work now with conventional farmers 
subsistence farmers. Uh, so we work with people and also in different parts of the supply chain within the meat industry are already speaking to us because they are interested in the opportunity that Mzanzi has to <laughs> make more meat. If you think about it, like there's people in South Africa, actually, we eat a lot of meat, yes, but there's a lot of people who don't. And the rest of mm-hmm. Africa are eating, don't get enough protein. So Mzanzi has the opportunity to fill that protein gap. And I like to talk right. about it as a protein mm-hmm. gap. So it's more of an addition than a, than okay. a subtraction to the current okay. meat industry. And yeah, and then like uh, just to tackle the last part in terms of what we do with the cows and well, if you have a change, farmers will change their stock depending on what the market is looking for. And uh, if the industry is changing from conventional animal agriculture, which we have now, to something that's a hybrid, which we might have in the future, you'll see farmers just changing uh, the yields or changing what, what what comes out of their farms rather than necessarily going out of business. And then, sorry, if I just ask about, uh, like, in terms of the flavor of the meat, I mean, I, I posed mm. a question about the Wagyu earlier, but then, mm. you, you know, a lot of foodies will tell you that uh, all the flavors in the bone and the fat and things like that are, are you at a stage where you can cultivate bones so we can have like you know i don't know chops. well well not chops, but, well, yeah like a t-bone but then mm. obviously it would be like a burger t-bone because yeah so it's, i mean on that uh, there, there's a um, we're focusing on the burger but there's this rate like it's a small industry which is only about 10 years old there are israelis uh, who've been doing it a lot longer than us who've actually already gotten to the stage of of, of making a t-bone ribeye but rather ribeye uh, steak uh, so it's definitely something that is possible um in terms of what we have the capacity to do right now we're still working towards that uh but definitely you will be able to grow all those different aspects. I mean, people have already done shrimp. People have done uh, they've done um, lobster, and they've done uh, different types of meats. So it is possible. Um, our focus is on on the burger, the bovine, just because it's the quickest way to get get it going, um, and uh, and it's just you know it's what people are very used to. Um, whereas something like trying to bring out um, bone for now might be a bit of a stretch too far for for your typical South African. We want to pre- present is. present something that's very familiar I think is, is, is and that's that's our whole message that's why our name is Nzanzi because it's familiar to people and that's mm. the kind of food that, and the culture that we are trying to embrace and then provide for uh, Brett I have a question from Neil I'm going to play it for you Hi, it's Neil here. Um, just one quick question regarding the cultivated meat. One of two questions, will they be selling in butcheries or is it going to be more retail based like checkers and those places? Um, it, I'm a meat eater, so this is something I definitely want to try. And also, have they received any flack or any pushback from uh, the meat industry, like the cattle growers and the beef industry? Because uh, obviously this is a huge market that they're going to start tapping into. Hmm. Yeah, um, I'm just happy to jump into those, Neil. Um, very, very good questions. Uh, in terms of where, where it's going to be sold in the beginning, the, the limited capacity that we have at the moment means a few restaurants. Uh, then it's going to go into maybe your niche online retailers and, and then potentially butcheries. Uh, in the future, we're looking at retailers. So at the moment, it'll be a bit of a rollout that we want to start doing uh, from starting of next year. And as our as our facility grows uh, here down in Cape Town, and and, and our ability to service larger uh, folks like your checkers, etc. Uh, but at the moment, it'll be more of a limited um, availability. But definitely, we want to get to Joburg as soon as possible and Pretoria. Uh, mm-hmm. And in terms of the second part of the question, 
very good, very good one as well. So you know, I've also I've I've been wondering and, and, and sort of interested in the way that the industry was going to approach this. Uh, it's very very encouraging when you look at what's happened overseas, Europe and um, the states. There's been quite a bit of pushback towards uh, cellular agriculture as seen as something that's uh, attacking uh, naming. You can't call it you can't call it meat, for example. And, mm. When we, look, when we look here in South Africa, it seems to be slightly different. And, I mean, we've, we, as I mentioned earlier, we've already been engaging with the industry. And I think um, I think because they're seeing it as a potential to help farmers that live in a drought-stricken and, you know, a drought-sensitive, rather, region, um, we yeah. might be able to fill the gap in the beginning that is putting a lot of strain on, on, our, on our farms. Um, I mean, we've actually, we are engaging actually actively and directly with the meat industry in, in, in a variety of places. Uh, to ensure that, um, you know, I said in my TED talk, it's it's not about creative destruction, it's about creative abundance. And it's about mm. creating better solutions and available solutions for food security in South Africa and working with the existing system that's already trying its very hard to service the growing population. Uh, but we just want to be doing it with a bit more innovation and a bit more impact and we want to be doing it as soon as possible. I, you know what, I, I love how you answered that because I was also going to ask that. The pushback and also how are you working together? Uh, Brett, I have one more question from Marilise. Hi, Danny and team. Uh, I've been fairly plant-based for about five, maybe six years now, with the exception of dairy every now and again. I just want to ask um, Mzanzi Meats, is that meat actually healthy? Because I find with most of the soy products, for example, they add a lot of preservatives and salt and all these things to make it taste like meat. So I want to know whether their meat is actually more healthy than the more processed soy type products that you get as alternatives to meat. Mm. Thank you. This is Marilise. Thanks, Marilise, because valid, it is still processed, like you've gone through a process, right? Mm. Yeah, it's a, and it's another, it's a, yeah, really good questions that, that are coming through, so th- thanks very much to your listeners. Um, look, the, the process component is one thing which is interesting to discuss. The first thing just to touch on is like um, plant-based versus what we're doing. So, as I said, we're, we're not plant-based. Is following a plant-based diet that's whole foods, that's, you know, avoids all animal products whatsoever. I, I personally think that's probably one of the best ways to go uh, and to eat minimal amounts of meat wherever you can. But for a lot of people, that's not an option. And for a lot of people, they just don't want to, you know, lose that experience. So that's what Mzanzi Meat is trying to offer. For the people that are looking for something different and they don't want to give up on going from eating a steak to eating lentils. I mean, that, that is a big jump for, I think, for 90% of South Africans. Um, if you compare uh, our, let's start, and she touches on a very interesting thing, and I have, I've got 10 years of experience in, in the plant-based meat industry, is that, you know, if you want to get something that tastes like meat, and it's plant-based, you do have to add salt and um, flavors and spices oh, yeah. and whatnot to get it to that profile because meat has got that the natural mommy flavor, the um, the fat, the things that's sort of inherent in the, pro- in, the uh, in the actual meat that really makes it taste delicious. So yeah. it is quite difficult for plant-based and it's a lot of criticism that they received. If you turn a pack around of meat, it generally says beef, <laughs> uh, yeah. maybe some other stuff in it as well. If you turn around a plant-based product, it can sometimes have quite a long ingredient list and a lot of people are not looking towards that. Um, cultivated meat that's in, in, in 
the very near future when we want to be getting into stores, we want to be able to turn that pack around and for it to say meat. And it might be able to say things um, that like we can get rid of stuff like cholesterol or antibiotics and hormones, which might mean it, it's a, it might be a better meat. It's still early to say. Mm. We still need to work on that. But I think that's the opportunity that we all want to be going for. Um, I think plant-based, I, mean, I eat plant-based meats tuners all the time, but I know that for the majority of South Africans, it isn't just, it's, it's seen as an alternative and, and we need to yeah. see something that is not an alternative, but the same, if not better, in the future. Brett, where can we find out more about Mzansi Meat Company? Where can we follow your journey? Because I know you're launching pretty soon. Um, yeah. Do you have social media? Where do we go? Yeah, we um, will be, next month, uh, we'll be making it official um, and, and and becoming uh, going public with what we've been up to um, and you can find us all, if you just google us you can find us at Mzanti Meat uh, Co and then our website is mzantimeat.co we're also on LinkedIn and we're also on Twitter so we, we're kind of limited at the moment in terms of our social media but if you find us on you can find us on LinkedIn and Twitter and on our website sign ups on newsletter you'll get you'll be the first to know uh, about the first Mzanti cultivated burger that's hitting South Africans, not in the face, but in, in the mouths very soon. <laughs> Brett, thank you so much for your time. Good luck with your launch. Good luck with everything. And hopefully we get to taste one sometime soon. You, you'll be, you're, you're on the list. Don't worry. I'm, I'm going to be coming up to Joburg <laughs> and Pretoria very soon. So I'll bring it one with me. Awesome. Felicity, Rick and Joseph and I are very excited. Very Brett, thank fantastic. you so much. Go, go and follow them everywhere. Go follow, go sign up for the newsletter. This is very, very interesting. And I think it's going to change the course of how we eat and how we look at food. One, two, three, yeah. Let's go. The Scenic Drive with Rion. Weekdays, 4 to 7. Exclusive to Jacaranda FM.